the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world, on the planet. If you are from space, if you are an explorer of the stars and you've been all over the world and you, or been all over the galaxy and you're coming in here and you're like, hey, oh, look at this planet. Look at this, uh, this, look at this dang planet. Uh, you know, what do they got here? What do they got here to offer? And you download iTunes on your iPhone <laughs> you have as an alien, and you're like, what should I, what should I download? What should I listen to? And you think, Michael the Pre-Variety Hour is the most popular podcast of all time. I'll check that out. That's what this show is. Congratulations. He found me. I was hiding. <laughs> now I am here. <laughs> Michael the Pre-Variety Hour is an art showcase and comedy show where we feature local musicians we feature local non-musicians painters ceramics i wish i hope one day we will have a ceramics on the show maybe one day we'll have something else but now right now <laughs> we have trick daisy hello <laughs> he is a how would you describe it like electronic music like uh, nailed it nailed it nailed it <laughs> is there like a specific subgenre that you would say i mean no not really no i think i vary too much to have like a subgenre mm, oh you got you got a lot of variety going on <laughs> in your music your name is michael bellinger yes it is mm-hmm. you are your friend a friend <laughs> you're a very old friend of mine and who I love dearly. But we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about your art, your style, your lifestyle. Oh man. What you do when you wake up, when you go to bed. Where were you where are you from? I know the answers to a lot of these questions, but Redford. We're going to pretend I don't. Redford, Michigan? Yep. Oh, and where is that? Um it's like 10 minutes from here. Tell Down, me 10 minutes from It is Detroit. not 10 minutes from from where we're at. It's like 25 minutes. All right. And where, how, how was your experience growing up in Redford? It was, it was good. I didn't know what was happening for most of it. What? So. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean, I, I don't know. Like what else is there? You just, you know, you grow you up and exist in this little yeah. world. It, it, when you're a kid, it feels, it feels like, uh, like. It feels like one of those storybooks of just like, wow, like it's like an adventure. Every day is like a, a, an adventure. Right. And like you go and you like go ride your bike in a ditch. and Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you go and you explore like the, the trees and you pretend it's like a forest. Well, we had some woods in my backyard, so kind of was true. like a forest. You did have a, for- a, a woods in your backyard. We played music back there. We did play music back there. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so weird like redford has like has things like that like mm-hmm. people's backyards it's just like there's like a forest back there yeah but for, but like you you drive around redford and it's like 
doesn't look like there there's like barely any trees there <laughs> like right. it's just like a small like like uh like kind of suburb of detroit that <laughs> you know there's not really anything interesting going on there but i went to like over to a friend's house when i, I grew up in redford too as <laughs> some, some listeners may not know but some do know <laughs> i went to a friend's house and his or a friend's like aunt's house and like i went back in the backyard and like there was like a like three block or like maybe like a block and a half long just like forest like in the backyard it was like what is this how is this a thing right and that's a it's a weird thing about redford mm because it's got like you know you've got your tiny backyards they're just a regular like suburban backyard but then Mm -hmm. and then you got a whole adventure land (laughs) so what did you do growing up like what kind of what what kind of hijinks did you get into i played a lot of baseball 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 bases and balls yep and played what, a lot what, of that. What position did you like playing the most? I was a first baseman. Ooh, Miggy over here. <laughs> Miggy plays first, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, when did? When did? When did you start picking up music? Um, I mean, and what did you do? When music's you music's always been like a big element in my house. Mm-hmm. My dad played saxophone when he was younger. Ooh. Um, yeah, and you know, I was raised on a lot of like classic stuff not like classical music necessarily but like you know we had a lot of like blues and jazz and uh like british invasion playing a mm-hmm. lot in my house when i was growing like up like the beatles and rolling stones yep mm. and then who else know, is in british invasion the who the who the who yeah who oh i don't know i don't know but yeah my sister was in the guess who <laughs> they are also part of the british invasion the guess who yeah i think right i think Tommy James and the Shondells. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, my my sister was involved in like choir and theater growing mm-hmm. up, which definitely influenced me to take on those same things. Do those things. Yeah. Um, you know, I idolized a lot of musicians growing up. So like who? Um, Jimi Hendrix. You know, uh, Eric Clapton, stuff like that. He's a good one too. Yeah. So my my dad got me my first guitar when I was in fir- or fifth whoa fifth grade. <laughs> First grade would be a little early. Yeah, couldn't have, couldn't have deal, dealt couldn't, with that. Couldn't put your hands around a guitar. No. Mm-mm. But fifth grade, you got your first guitar, and like when you first got it, did you immediately like start going into it, or were you, was it just kind of like a prop that you had and you'd pick up every now and again? It, it. I mean, when I first got it for like the first month, I'd play like every day, mm-hmm. and then I what, wasn't. What was the, what, what did you start playing first? The first song I learned was the sweater song. Really? Like, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I learned That's that. I learned "Sweet Home Alabama," and then I stopped <laughs> playing. You're a regular kid, rock. <laughs> it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yeah. So then you stopped playing. How long? How, how long until you picked it back up? Was um, it an electric guitar? Yeah, it was an electric. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I played off and on. It was like you know, I would just have my guitar sitting in my room all the time and you like, like feel guilty that you haven't played it in a while yeah like i'd look at it and i'd like put it in the case and put it in my closet because i didn't want to feel the guilt of like my parents spent a lot of money on this and i'm not playing it yeah um but eventually honestly like once i once i started like eighth grade i started playing a little bit more because uh, i saw other people playing it like whether it was in choir or something like that, I saw more people that I knew playing guitar, and I thought, like, wow, I really want to be able to do that. Like, I have a guitar. There's no reason for me to not be right. learning this. <laughs> and then, you know, starting high school uh, is when I really started taking it seriously, you know. Um, I saw you playing, and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I can... Wait, what, really? Yeah, no, I, You were actually... always better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I think it 
took me a little while to catch up because I couldn't play chords for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, so like it took me a little while to get to that point. Um, and then like once I got it, I was taking lessons for a while and was learning like, you know, classical guitar and blues guitar and stuff like that. And it, you know, really just kind of exploded from there. I found mm-hmm. a found a passion in it. So how did how did you bridge the? So tell me about like the the projects that you did with guitar and how that led to you doing the electronic music that you're doing now. Well, I learned a lot when I started playing guitar. One of the big focuses was music theory mm-hmm. um, and like how to apply it to a guitar. So you know that really kind of opened the door to me learning a lot of other instruments. You know, mm-hmm. like I could apply it to bass, keyboard, drums. I could, Piano. you know, yeah, anything really. Um, once you get an understanding of how music works, it's a lot easier to put that into any different kind of instrument and, you know, involve elements like that and other things. So I was really kind of prone to just experimenting and seeing what I could do, you know, and where I could go. Um, I think it was like senior year of high school. I started listening to like some electronic music and really the, not to mention how a Dupree, uh, inspired me again but your brother actually yeah uh when i saw him you know making, making music, music i thought like that's really cool like Von someone Austin. yeah someone can just do that and i loved his music and i still actually have it on my computer it's good stuff um, it's so good he needs to make more yeah <laughs> but you know i thought like wow someone can actually do that like you don't have to have all kinds of crazy equipment like you can just have a laptop and make music you know um so that was a really cool thing for me to see and it really led me to start experimenting with electronic music um, and getting into that more. So I started, mm-hmm. ma- I, you know, I started making a couple songs, just like seeing where it would go. And, um, you know, a couple years later, here I am. And here you are. <laughs> so tell me about when you start, how, like, the, the beginning, because it didn't start, this, this uh, you didn't start as Trick Daisy. No. Um, what it, what was it? Orig- it was called Platonic Twins at first. Actually, it was called Quicksilver at first. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a bad choice. That was not a good choice. No. So I quickly changed that um, to Platonic Twins. Platonic Twins. You and I had been talking about mm-hmm. what we wanted to name our band. Yeah. And Platonic Twins was a name we you threw out actually. Which we gotta we gotta get back together. We we do. We really do. <laughs> and I have an apartment now. Excellent. So we can we can jam. Right. We can jam it up. We can peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> uh, an, an acoustic cover. Well, actually, that might be a good that might be a good gimmick. Right. <laughs> let's not let's not Why was the peanut butter jelly time dance but done by a banana? I don't know. I I don't. It's upsetting to me. <laughs> it's a very upsetting to me. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. So, um, it started as Platonic Twins. Yeah. Um, which is a great name. <laughs> it was it was a really good name. So what what um, made you what made you cha- change it? Well, it I put out an album under that name back in like 2014, mm-hmm. um, and then just took a long break. You know, I for whatever reason, like I just you know wasn't feeling super confident in my music at the time, so I kind of went on a little bit of a break with that. Um, and then about a year ago, I kind of got inspired. I was making music with band and um, got inspired to try and work at it again and decided I wanted a new name just to kind of start a little bit fresh. You know? Yeah. You like start over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I found an old copy of uh, the Dick Tracy NES game. Just switched. That's, the... that, that's your, uh, that's where you get tr- Dick Tracy from 
Yeah. That's funny. Dick Tracy is <laughs> That old NES game. <laughs> oh, man. Do you ha- did you have that game? No, I just had the cover for it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I From what I know about that game, it's, like, bad. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that, too. <laughs> That's hilarious. Of all the, like, multimedia areas that you could draw inspiration from Dick Tracy, <laughs> it's from the shitty NES right. game. <laughs> Um, all right, so what is this first song called? Um, and what's first it about? song is Soy Wax. Soy wa- I love that one. I was listening to that on the way here, Oh, actually. thank you. Um, it's, it's my favorite, honestly. It's the first one I made um, when I started making music again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first one I made, I guess, as Trick Daisy. I almost called you Dick Tracy. <laughs> uh, so what what is what inspired this, this one? Um, honestly, this was... When it started, it was a, a two-piece song, and I cut the first half because it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the what remained was turned into Swaywax, and it's mainly just like it's very sample-based and loop-based. Um, but it was kind of just a big experiment, seeing what I could do again. You know, I was trying out new software um, and wanted to just see where it would take me. And, and you know, here it is. a couple days after I started, I got Swaywax. Swaywax. So why 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 the name Swaywax? I I have. I'm really bad at naming songs. <laughs> That's so a good like, name. I will like finish a song and I usually finish a song at like three or four in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I really only work at night for some reason, mm-hmm. but I was looking around my room thinking like, is there anything I can name this? And everything that I thought was just utter garbage mm-hmm. and a lamp shade. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> blinds like, window blinds open. No, that's horrible. <laughs> so I, I looked and I was at my desk and I looked and I had a candle lit next to me and it was mm-hmm. a really, really good candle. Um, but on it, it said it was made from soy wax and I thought, eh, soy wax works. Sure. It's yeah. good. I like it. So it just, you know, it kind of stuck. All right. So here is Mr. Dick. Tra- I almost did it again. Trick Daisy. <laughs> I was like, that's what the, that was what the hesitation was. I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to yeah. accidentally <laughs> say that. Trick Daisy with soy wax. Mm.
Blueberry Soy. <laughs> that was Yo Soy. <laughs> that was Yo Soy Wax. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so your new album, the one that you wanted to drop, that, like August? Um, yeah, just a couple weeks ago. In a couple weeks ago. Uh, that is called Double Duck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What? So tell me about like uh, you you do, you went into a little bit, but tell me about the process of this. Like, did you when you were sitting down and making music again? Were you like, all right, I'm gonna write an album, or were you just experimenting? And like, how did it like how did it become what it is? Well, for a while, I was I was just experimenting, seeing what I could do. Um, it actually the way like this album started, and this is a ridiculous story, um, but last Halloween. I was at CCS mm-hmm. with my girlfriend, and on Halloween they do this thing where they bring in psychics, and what? yeah, they bring in a couple psychics, and like you can go and they'll give you a couple different readings and whatever. It was really cool, um, and I like I said, I was in a band at the time, and the band was just stressing me out. I was you know not fully feeling it. Um, hope none of them hear this. Uh, <laughs> It'll be fine. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it was stressing me out a little bit and I was feeling some tension in it. So one of the psychics said like, oh, well, you know, you seem creative, but you don't seem like you go here. I said, I don't like I'm a musician. And she said, oh, she said, "Um," like she basically told me that she got the feeling that I was in a band, but that it wasn't going well. And she told me that if they really like she didn't. Yeah. Like like, you had had no like I just said, I'm a you never met this woman before. in your life. Yeah. I just said, I'm a musician. And that's it. Like. I didn't give her anything else to add on to, uh, which was kind of crazy. But she said that she got the feeling I was in a band and that it was holding me back. And she said, if there's anyone like that's holding you back or if there's something like that, you have to drop it. So, you know, I think that you should find your roots and like go into whatever you want to do. You know, like if, if there's a style of music that you want to work on that they don't want to ditch them and, you know, that. So I really kind of took, that advice or you know message from her that therapy session from a psychic <laughs> yeah. from a psychic yeah um and like a week later um we had some circumstances come up to where we had to break up mm-hmm. so the band broke up and um i listened to the psychic's advice and started making an album I just figured like i would release like song by song which i did end up doing um but one of my one of my buddies from the band was telling me like if you make a song like screw it it's fine like even if even if you're not the biggest fan of it like it's fine people will still like it put it out like on an album a lot of times like even the best musicians ever they like they hate their music right yeah (laughs) i'm like that's elliot smith hated the sound of his own voice yeah like that's that's a very real thing like you know i'll i'll listen to like my songs and i'll think like wow this kind of sucks this is predictable this is whatever um but it's actually like you know not bad yeah um but yeah so the psychic really just kind of told me like follow what i feel like i need to do and get back to my roots which incidentally i have a song on the album called psychic roots because of that thank you psychic yeah (laughs) yeah so that's really like how i got the idea to like put out a new album or how i got like inspired to so uh did you ever pay that psychic they were free (laughs) That's like it changed your life. I know. Well, I'm going to go back on Halloween and hopefully I see her then. And say, hey, I did it. Right. <laughs> and she says, who are you? Right. She won't remember me at all. No. But if she was psychic. really psychic. Predictable. Yeah. If she, was, <laughs> if she was really psychic, she would already know that you did it. Right. 
she'll she'll be out there, you know, miles away. Just why do you, how, do you think you. do you think that like like how do you think that works? Like, do you think it's like a trick or do, like do you think she really like is a psychic? Oh no, I don't believe. It. <laughs> yeah, I like I don't like I want to. Yeah, you'd want to, but how the hell would she know that? There, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, must be really, just really good at reading people. Like, yeah. Well, oh, were you wearing? I'm in a bandit. I'm not that happy about it. Sure, that day. <laughs> I wasn't. I'll, I, the the big thing that, like tipped me off to these psychics are you know just for fun was I was wearing a hat that day and one of them was like, I feel like you'd be a good politician. You have great hair, and she could only see my beard, but I thought I've got a giant bald spot. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> all right, writing you off. Like that's kind of crazy, but you know. Well, I mean, just because you have a bald spot doesn't mean you have, don't have great hair. I don't have great hair. I know. I shaved my head now. But I'm just saying, <laughs> just because some people... If you're listening to this and you have a bald spot, don't think that you don't have great hair. You oh, can no. still have good hair. Yeah. Just it's just me the area around the bald spot is good. <laughs> yeah, me personally. I, I just don't have good hair. But you can still have good hair and have a bald spot. Yeah. I mean, I think that your you like shaved head look like... Like uh, with like the buzz cut kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's working for you. Thank you. I think it is good hair. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and you got good beard hair. Too. Thank you. <laughs> so maybe she was right. Maybe she was. But how all. do you think she knew? I don't know. Like I, I really thought about that. Like, was there anything that I said that could have tipped her off? Like, no. You know, she told me she's like, well, I feel like you're creative, but you don't really belong here. And I was like, okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have a student ID or something like that. You know, I don't have a backpack. Like, sure. But, you know, she went more in depth. And, like, once I said I was a musician, like, to – she nailed, like, the situation. She's like, you know, these people – like, you're in a band, you're not happy, and they're holding you back. Like, you know, you want to do more, and they won't do more. I was like, that's literally spot on. Like, that's the situation. So that was really kind of crazy and why I actually did listen a little bit and, you know. Interesting. It had some weight. Do you believe in, like, the the ghosts and the – the goblins and all that maybe not the goblins i believe i believe in ghosts okay my again crazy my house is haunted by my grandparents my mm-hmm. grandfather built it so i i believe that there's ghosts mm-hmm. um but not I, psychics yeah i don't know that one's just a little harder for me to believe mm-hmm. like i think maybe some people can be a little bit more in tune with like you know spiritual differences in the world or something like that but you know i don't know do you have any ghost stories um, no, I'm not, I mean, not, nothing crazy. Like I, I've been patted on the back by my grandpa before. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have moose. Don't, don't, I mean, Michael, we don't, don't brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My grandpa was a nice guy. It's weird calling you Michael. <laughs> yeah. For, I have, I have my own nickname for him. Listeners. You don't have, you don't get to call him it. I get to call him it. <laughs> it really is like just you at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well. It better be. I was yeah. waiting for the day that it was just me. Yeah. So, uh, what is the future for Trick Daisy? What lies in the What lies instead? You in know, um, I'm not sure. I know, like, my big thing right now that I want to do is I want to start introducing more, um, I guess, more items into my music, so mm-hmm. to speak. Like, uh, I want to do more with like actual recordings um i've been working a little bit with like introducing like guitar loops and stuff like that in uh but the big thing that i want to get in are vocals um, okay so i've been looking for people i actually um one of the guys that was in the bandwidth his name's ben tesner bandwidth he's, yes ben tesner uh he's a he's a rapper and he makes beats and he's really good um you should look up his soundcloud it's young son asterisk young son yeah it's really good 
Maybe I will. But I, I actually sent a beat out to him recently, uh, and he's working on that too, so we can do a song together. Uh, but I'm looking for like anything. I want you on a song. No, I've been mm-hmm. wanting you on a song for twelve years. <laughs> Is that how long we've known each other? I don't no, know. We haven't known each other that long. I'm I'm 25. Yeah, and I, I, I well, I, I do have. I do have a copy of my yearbook from Stucky, where you are in it. Yes, that is true. We did go to the same elementary school. I showed it to you one day in high school, and you ran away from me. <laughs> uh, elementary school was a weird time for me. Yeah, especially when I went when I like the second half of elementary school and middle school, as it is for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, speaking of weird, what is this next song called? <laughs> um, this next song is called Post Conviction. Post Ooh. What is and, and what is what inspired this song? Um actually I was listening to Spotify one day and I don't remember what the song was, but a song came on and I really liked actually I think it was by uh, Purity Ring. Um mm. Band. Yeah. <laughs> Not just a Purity Ring. Um oh, but I, I heard one of their songs and I really liked it and wanted to do something similar, so I started again just like messing around. Um, seeing if I could get something similar and I kind of got like a, you know, I don't even want to say it's like the song at all. Cause I don't remember what the song was, but, um, I don't know. Just inspiration. Yeah. That. Just got a little bit of inspiration and made the song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, as far as the title goes, I was listening to a podcast and the phrase came up like as soon as I was like done, like uploading the song, the phrase post conviction came up. So I just like, there it thought is. it worked. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like. Just take what works. Right. <laughs> so here is Trick Daisy. Here we go. With post conviction. Thank you. 
Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider in the world. I love this new the new arms on these these microphones. I can just move around and be bendy and just do whatever I want. It's nice. I feel like these microphones sound nicer. It's a whole new world in the Michael Dupree Michael Dupree Variety <laughs> Hour. Michael Dupree. <laughs> do not be mistaken. <laughs> Michael Dupree. <laughs> Michael do poop too. The Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider on the planet and in the planet in the Earth's core. You know what? I wonder if there's anybody that lives like real deep in the Earth and just doesn't tell anyone. Mole men, not mole men. Like people, like real people mole that men just like can be people. Are you mole man? Like civil rights activist now? <laughs> this is what your life has become. Yeah, <laughs> just. They can be real people. I'm sitting here with Michael Bellinger, Trick Daisy. That was his song. Post-conviction. Post-conviction. <laughs> <laughs> it was coming to me. It was yep. coming to me. But I'm also joined here by Emma Roberts, but not the Emma Roberts you're thinking of, the uh, famous actress. Uh, she is a children's author named Emma Roberts. That's right. How's it going, Emma? Great. Good to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So you are an author of many classic children's books, uh, such as uh, The Green Leaf Doesn't Grow Unless You Ask It To. Right. Angry Jimmy Plays With Knives. Yeah. Uh, I love that one. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the, my most popular. It's it's so profound and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because because Angry Jimmy, play, like it, it teaches children at a young age about serial killers. Um, yeah, and and knife play, and knife uh, play, and uh, but m- I feel like the motif that under- because angry, J- uh, angry Jimmy, yeah, um, he kills people. Uh, Unfortunately, yes, he does. He takes out his anger in really non-productive ways. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and I think it's important for for children to learn about these things. Yes, I I love his overall character development, like his redemption arc too. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it's just beautiful word president, crafting. children child president. Amazing. Yeah. You also wrote Child President, Child which President. was a sequel mm-hmm. to to that book. Yes. Um, less knives, but still really good. Less knives. Yeah. He, Jimmy, Jimmy, he was done with knives by that point. You know, it showed as any, in evolution. As any child is. Yeah. Yes. Child, and that was another thing. Like it had development in, in books that were for kids like two through five. Yes. Um, it's a perfect age really to, to delve deep into, you know, kind of our sort of our subconscious triggers mm-hmm. and our um primal motivations yeah so uh you have a new book coming out soon uh tell me about this book this one is called take a bath vanessa <laughs> okay <laughs> oh that makes me laugh that you just laughed at that that's I, exactly what you it's know, funny it's, it's po- funny yeah and it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Vanessa is not taking baths. She's, she's not great on hygiene, uh-huh. and uh, she needs to take a bath. I know a few people like that. Yeah. Looking at you, Moose. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, You, we all live in a society, mm-hmm. and it's important. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and little Vanessa, of course, she's a nice girl, and she... Means well. Yeah. But she smells to high heaven, mm-hmm. and it can't. You, she walks around. She's like Pigpen, you know, from the, that's funny the Peanuts characters. Yeah. But it's 
but it's real, you know? I mean, the real ramifications of that, I mean, it's unpleasant it's for other people. There's there's some bacterial infections uh, going on in her body. Mm-hmm. Not be- to mention the dust cloud, I'm sure. Right. Yes. And that causes, you know, you, the people around her can't see very well. Someone trips and, and falls sk- and skins their knee quite badly. Why? What's the point of saying trips and falls? Because a trip is implying that you... F- well, you can trip and stay on your feet. Yep. Oh, that's true. I feel like we should be able to... We should come up with a word that condenses that down to one action. Fall. Well, I mean, that also... that Okay, anyway. Continue. <laughs> uh, well, did, anyway, so this book just... it It's about hygiene, and it's about, you know, self-pride and presentation, and also just consideration for both yourself and for others. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, but there's also a lot of controversy surrounding this book. Yes. Um, because there's, uh, when you revealed the book, um, it's not even so much about the content, but the way that you released, you were portrayed it. Uh, you were completely naked in a public park. Yep. Um, in a pig pen. In a pig pen. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were shouting at children yes. going by. Um, now, as an artist myself, um, and I'm sure you can under, you can relate to Michael. I mm-hmm. I see what you were going for. Thank you. I see that it was a, a display of art, uh, of promotion. It was marketing. You know, but it was an attempt to to market your book. Mm-hmm. It's um, a political statement. It's too. a political statement. I Excellent. needed to get the people's attention. You and were in prison, federal prison, for a year. Um, yes. Do we really need to go into that on this podcast? I think or? it's important to to to, uh, to give context. All right. I, you were in federal prison for a year, um, which is a weird amount of time to be in a federal prison. Normally, it's a lot longer than that. Um, but so how do you think that has affected your reputation as a children's author? And how do you think that will affect the sales of your book? Well, I it was a chapter of my life that uh, I'm just trying to move on from, Michael. Are you not proud? I am not proud did? of being in, in federal prison. No. But are you proud of the reason that you went to federal prison? Like, do you think that your art instill your art? Uh, do you think that the way what you did was wrong? I feel like when I went to prison, I felt very proud. But by the time I got out of prison, I realized, oh shit, this experience is terrible. Mm-hmm. So any pride that I might have felt for my political convictions soon dissipated in the day-to-day drudgery and horror of prison life. So, obviously, Michael and I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what exactly was... But so the listeners know, what exactly was the political message that you were trying to send by doing this? I ster- by- Sterilize your infants. <laughs> I... I mean, you're making me laugh right now. I mean, it's not a funny I, message. It's not funny. It's not a funny it's message. It's not funny. It's. I mean, it's funny that you're laughing. That's at not it, the but... message that I was. I thought that it was. I guess I didn't get it. Like, I thought you were just trying to protest the Berenstein Bears, honestly. Yes, no, no. I, 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 I thought you were protesting the idea of necessary hygiene. Oh no, that was a. That's a separate issue. That's that case is still pending. Oh. Yeah, that's an ongoing. So matter. you want people to 
sterilize their children yes oh no you yes i'm a big the the world is over- you want people to give their children vasectomies yeah early on especially like you know if the if the infant seems stupid or mean oh um you know I, I mean not all in not all infants just the ones that really who wants to see that continue you mm-hmm. know now, were there like criteria that you proposed for yes, this? Yes, absolutely. I had a whole list of things. Were you shouting? Was that where you were shouting at the children? The list of criteria? Well, I, I did. Yes, I did point out major flaws in children that I would see <laughs> as I was telling what them. What were some take. of the flaws that you uh, noticed? There's uh, one kid just looks silly. One, <laughs> one was cross-eyed. Uh, one was just rude to me. Mm, so oh, I was like. Definitely. Yeah. How, was, how were they rude? They said, shut up, crazy lady. And I said, oh, you shouldn't breed. <laughs> well, you know what? Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Well, exactly. So how long did this uh, installation go on before you got uh, arrested? 17 days. <laughs> how did this go so long? Well, I meant to make it a month, but I was arrested, obviously, before. I just, I, I felt like a month of it would be, you know, the best kind of uh, marketing is when uh, it's repetition and also getting someone's attention. Mm-hmm. So I felt if I just yelled, mixed mm-hmm. it up a little every day. And you were completely naked. Uh, completely nude, absolutely. In the middle of, Not uh, a stitch uh, of, of Campus Marshes Park. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or Grand Circus Park, rather. Right. Now, what was the tipping point that got you arrested again? Yeah, because like it, it seems like if you were just doing the same, days. seventeen, 17 days—a long right. time for them yeah. to to take to get to finally arrest you. Well, I would say, I mean, frankly, shame on the police force for not intervening sooner. Really, <laughs> that's another statement sure. that I indirectly made with my protest about mm-hmm. the nature of the police the force. The police in this just city. aren't doing enough. Uh, but. Well, it's not a common sentiment. apparently there were lots of complaints to the uh, there's a there's an onslaught of complaints. Mm-hmm. And so they finally checked it out. I, I, I they finally checked it yeah. out. You're it in downtown seven... Detroit. You'd think that being in downtown like I could understand if like maybe you were in like a like boring. People like, are a busy suburb. going about their lives. They're not paying attention to, mm-hmm. you know, a nude woman yelling in, in, a, in a, you know, may, self-made pig pen. Mm hmm. What do you mean self-made? Oh, I brought my own. I, I made a pig pen in the middle of the park to stand in. What? Uh, what was? What? What? What constitutes as a pig pen? Were there pigs? Yes, there were okay. pigs. Of course. Uh, okay. so okay, I see. All right, so it was a literal pig pen. Yes. I thought you meant like it might have just been covered in dirt and, and, mm. and no, there feces. were pigs and feces and, and dirt. Your feces too. Yes. What did you eat during these this this time? Uh, just what the pigs ate. The slot. The slop. Mm-hmm. Who filled the slop? I did. You just brought extra slop? Yep. What is slop? Uh, it's a cornmeal and a little bit of water. Oh. oh. And some sugar, if, you, if you'd if like. I like mm. a little sugar well, that, that in my sound, slop. That mm. doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, 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 really. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound as good if you consider you're eating it out of a trough with a bunch of pigs. <laughs> well, you know. You know, pigs are surprisingly courteous and divine animals. Divine? Mm-hmm. What do you mean divine? Uh, they're very spiritual. Really? Yes. Do they pray? Uh, in their way, I think they do. <laughs> in what? In what is their way? Uh, I, 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 I just I get an or I I can't explain it. I I really honestly that's a whole nother you know t- uh, 
path I could go down is, is you know, my connection with the pigs during that time. But, uh, you know, I, I'm here to talk about my books. So uh, about your books, uh, you so you when are you when are you releasing? Uh, take, take a bath, a bath Vanessa? Vanessa. Um, it's coming out this month on uh-huh. Amazon. Mm-hmm. I'm self-published. It's, I'm just gonna Amazon Prime. Amazon. Yep. Is there an ebook? Yes. Mm. It's it's yes. You can get it on Kindle. That's right. And I think it's an important lesson for us all to learn is to bathe. And uh, so, how do you think? you will be affected from this whole experience in the future. Like, do you think that your book will sell? I hope so. I mean, it's an incredible book, so mm-hmm. I can't see why it wouldn't. Well, you became kind of a household name after after that. I mean, like, your your fame has almost surpassed that of the other famous Emma Roberts, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not here to compete with uh, the great actress well, Emma Roberts. We're all here to compete a little bit. But it's... Especially it's, with... The great actress Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts, yes. We all strive to be more popular than Emma Roberts. The I'm, other Emma Roberts. I'm fully supportive of other people with my name, so you know I don't want to cast aspersions. But I, you know, I, I think I could give her a run for her money. Mm-hmm. So uh, she probably read your books growing up. I w- well, I would hope so. So what is your next book project going to be after this one? Do you have anything in mind? Well, yes. Oh, this one exclusive. You know, I I don't know that I'm ready to. All right, all right. I'll. I'm I'm working on a book now. Working title: Why does Mama hit us? Why does Mama hit us? Yes, it's about uh, it's about uh physical abuse. It's it's a dark one. That is dark. It's a dark one. It's important, but it's important because I think we all need to to figure out why does Mama hit us. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as as children, you blame things on yourself, and and you know, if your mom is a malignant narcissist like mine, of course, was, mm-hmm. um, you know, you think that it's all, you know, you grow up and you think, oh my God, I'm a living pile of shit, and really, no, uh, you just, you know, had a deranged sadistic mother who got off on keeping you in the basement and whipping you with chains is that is that what happened to you yes that's one thing that interesting happened. Mm-hmm. that explains a lot so mm-hmm. this is like a almost a biography of sorts it's a bit autobiographical uh I, I wouldn't say that it's and it's not exactly you know i take creative liberties of course uh the protagonists in this are they're twins okay. uh, fraternal twins it's a boy and a girl and uh Mama hits them, mm-hmm. and uh, they they just want to know why. Now, what do the what do the twins represent here? Uh, literal children. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> There's no deeper meaning no. in the in the symbol. There's no symbolism. No. Interesting. I don't want to make it too complicated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's for a children's book. Exactly. Yeah. And but a lot of people don't know this about you. But you also wrote under a pseudonym, you wrote some adult novels as well. Yes. I wrote erotic fan fiction <laughs> under the uh, pseudonym Chesty LaRue. It was Friends fan fiction. Yes. Uh, a fan fiction of the, of, the, of the popular 90s and 2000s sitcom Friends. Yes. Um, in which uh, Chandler and Monica got together. Yes. Brother and sister. 
that was uh, uh, no. Well, Ch- I'm sorry. I have to correct you. Chandler and Monica were not brother and sister. I believe you mean Ross and Monica, and they did get together. That's in, what I meant to say. Yeah, in my fan fiction, Ross and Monica. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. That's Chandler what I meant to and say. Monica got together yes. on the show, and yes. they were not yes. related. Yes, exactly. That's, I'm sorry. That is what I meant to say. Ross and Monica, uh, in your fan fiction, they got together. That's right. Because you know Ross and Rachel, like terrible couple. They, she shouldn't have got off the plane. She shouldn't have gotten off the plane. I couldn't agree more. I mean, really, you know, you're going to give up your dream job for that guy? For him? For any he guy. Should be, he should be having sex with his sister. Well, I just, I felt like the show was <laughs> dancing around it the whole time. So I just said, you know what, let's just, <laughs> let's just go there. Yeah. And uh, that was actually the most read fan fiction in the history of, of online fan fictions. Yeah, I was quite proud of that. And uh, what was your pseudonym? Chesty LaRue. Chesty LaRue. Yes. <laughs> very subtle. <laughs> very subtle. Um, and you, in this, you, you describe very graphic graphic sex scenes. Yes, I do. Uh, you know, I, listen, it's all online. You can read it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm here to plug children's books. I'm, okay. I'm trying to transition. I'm just trying to give a full profile of our guests. Uh, that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not sexuality i'm not ashamed of sexuality and i think it's an important topic and a fun one frankly but i don't know that i you know i'm trying to i'm trying to build my persona as you know as an established a children's, children's author, author and i feel like i've gotten in so much trouble you have for my controversial views and my yelling at kids and being naked in a park and, and yes. eating out of a, a pig trough you know, and uh, well, what could, what what do you say to the mothers of America who are concerned about letting their you influence their children? I would say you have nothing to worry about. And Great, that's very straightforward. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you've got me convinced. I'm into it. Thank you. We are going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we will have. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Michael. By the way, and when we come back, we will have more fun. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Michael Dupree Variety Hour on every podcast provider on God's green earth, blue green, blue green orb. My friend Michael Bellinger, unfortunately, had to take a leave of absence temporarily. He uh, had to go fight something. <laughs> he looked at his phone and he, he his face turned ghastly white and he said, I, I have to go fight this, this man. And I said, okay. And he left. I am still here joined by Emma Roberts, famous children's author and fan fiction, adult fan fiction poet. Um, But as Michael Bellinger was leaving and exiting the door, my grandfather came in, Grandpa Lemmy. Good morning. Good morning, Grandpa Lemmy. How you doing, Mike? It's good. Good to have you on the show. I've never, I have not had you on the show before, Gramps. I know. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Uh, so, so tell me, Grandpa Lemmy, what brings you on the show today? I, you, you've never been down here before. I fell asleep on the queue line. You fell asleep on the queue line. What, what, what were you doing <clears throat> on the queue line? 
Eh, riding it. It was a good. I wanted mac and brews. Mac and brews. Oh, so you were just riding around on the queue line for how long? I don't know. You don't know. You know, I've had that happen. Uh, I've also fallen asleep. Lost track of time. Uh, uh, just various places. So I, I can relate. That's good. Good to know I'm not alone in this. So Grandpa Lemmy, uh, you've you've been uh, you've been alone for a while. Uh, gra- uh, Grandma Slemmy died uh, several years ago. Um, so what have you been doing to occupy your time? Uh, sketching. Sketching what? Hang up. Grandpa. Okay. Sorry, the memory's still coarse. <laughs> so what have you been sketching? Her. Because <laughs> you've been sketching Grandma? Oh, you have not been showing these paintings, these these sketches to anybody. Just her urn. You've been sketching her urn. No, I I show them to her urn. Oh, you show p- sketches of Grandma to the urn. I see. Uh, what kind of sketches are these? So what are they? Just pictures or pictures of her in different ways, poses, different auras. Auras. <clears throat> what do you mean auras? Well, you know, sometimes you just get a feeling, and you mm-hmm. got to sketch her. Mm-hmm. What's the fe- what are you feeling right now? Sad. Oh. Is that usually how it goes? Yeah. Oh. Um. So, Grandpa, when you were little, when I was little, well, when you were little, you uh, you immigrated here mm-hmm. from the old country. Yep. Um, and you got a job in a plant. Um, but then you quickly found another career. Do you want to tell people about that? Well, when I was when I turned seven, I just decided it was time to go. Mm-hmm. So I uh, started shoveling coal. Mm-hmm. And uh, found my calling on a rig. Yep. Like on a like a big old big rig boat thing. Yep. Yeah. Love the sea. Did they know you were working there? No. They you were just shoveling, and they're like, "How did we keep? How does this thing keep getting powered?" Yeah, I love the stowaway life. Mm-hmm. How long <clears throat> before someone discovered you? Fourteen years. <laughs> So it got to the point where you would be able to legally work there, yeah. but they they just... got paid the whole time. How did you get paid if no one knew you were working there? I stole. Oh, so it's not really getting paid. Uh, I I took liberties with the coal and I mm-hmm. took it home. I see. <laughs> you took the coal home. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you you got paid in coal. Yeah. The coal the coal have a good like market value. No, but it keeps you warm. Yeah, that's true. That's all you need. What did you eat? Uh. Not t- not much. Uh, drink some seawater. Mm, that's not good for you. It's just how it goes when you're on the ship. Mm. It's boat life. Boat life. <laughs> Hashtag boat life. So, uh, Grandpa Lemmy, you're uh, you're kind of hip. You're uh, you're you're into like the modern advancements in technology and stuff. Mm-hmm. You have you have an iPhone, mm-hmm. new iPhone. Uh, you know how to use it better than I know how to use my Android. Uh, what is it? Why is that? Why do you think you, uh, you've got like your hip? Well, you know, when, when you're old, you just, when, when you live alone, you, you just have oh, to get by. Grandpa. It's okay. Why don't you come visit me more? I, well, you live on the other side of the country. I came here for your show. I didn't know. You didn't even tell me. You're, you don't tell anyone anything. You don't tell me you're coming. I'm sorry. Do you have any questions for my grandpa? Yes. Well, actually, yeah. you know, you're quite inspiring. Uh, 
I mean, I'm coming up with all kinds of ideas for new <laughs> for a new book as as I'm watching you just cry over this microphone. Um, you know, Grandpa's what? in a home. Grandpa's that, in that a home. That could be another book. What do you mean? My grandpa's not in the home. No, but I but I'd like to write a book about grandpa. You don't even have a home. I don't. But the car is okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, grandpa's homeless? Grandma. Oh my god. You're just Sir, you're an inspiration. Let's sit down and have coffee later. I'll tell you about it. Okay. Nice. Okay. Are you guys Are you going to No. 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 That's I thought I was stop have a new it. grandma. Now you stop it. You're silly. Oh. Grandpa. So you also have a history of public uh, art, uh, like performance art. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I tried to make love with the Mona Lisa. Yeah. And how the did, actual how did real that... Mona Lisa. It didn't work. Oh, why oh. didn't it work? Security is very tight sometimes in these museums, mm-hmm. and they, they just don't let me as soon as you, touch the As painting. soon as someone's penis is out, that's where they get you. For some reason, that's too much, even in Europe. Right. And it's like you'd think that you're in a museum. It's like, look, this is art. It's beautiful. People are are very narrow-minded. It's terrible. It's sad. It's really sad. I I wish that people would be allowed to show their genitals in public if it's for art. But unfortunately, we're not living in those kind of times anymore. Nope. Really sad. Luckily, none of us are wearing clothes right now. Not at all. Not mm-hmm. a stitch. Completely genital. I feel perfectly comfortable mm-hmm. sitting here in the nude with yeah. you, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Very nice. Uh, so, Grandpa, uh, do you have any questions for famous children's author Emma Roberts? I do. So, when you write a book, yes. how do you do it? Well, I like to... Ju- What's your process? First, well, I, I meditate to the gods. Uh, I start about 20 minutes in the morning and then i uh how many gods uh well it's kind of a mishmash i take some from catholicism i take some from buddhism i just make some up that seem fun to me uh and i just kind of just say hey make it a a good day okay (laughs) and uh but i and i just think on that for about 20 minutes or so uh, and then I begin, I go to my laptop and I open it up and I start to type. Sometimes I'll take notes longhand if I really want to feel the physicality of writing. Uh, and it just flows from there, really. Uh, I have to wake the muse. Wake the muse. Yes. I like that. Hmm. So, Grandpa, have you uh, done any dating since uh, since Mima died? I know that you, you oh. go to, like, do you... Uh, You've, you've been people tried to set you up. I've gone speed dating a couple times. Mm-hmm. Never worked out. No. Why do you think that is? I don't wear clothes. That's yeah. It's you not should a good... probably wear clothes initially. Just I mean, people get just to get weird in the door. About I'm 92 that. years old. Oh, so that's the other reason you're not getting to... any hits. Oh. Not, I... I mean, there's other 92 year old people out there. Have you ever been to a nudist colony? No, I don't like naked people. I can barely be here right now. But you're naked all the time. That's okay. Most it's, of the time. it's me. It's fine. So you don't count as people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hypocritical. 92. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're hypocritical now, what? why try to change his mind? That's true. That's true. You're basically one big liver spot at this point. 
You are quite, you do have quite large liver spots all over your whole body. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's nice. It's character. I hope, I hope to, what are liver spots? How do those things, what are they? I don't know. I do think, they come from the liver? I really don't know too much about it. <laughs> it's just something that happened to you. <laughs> Let's look it up. What is a liver? Liver spot. I actually, I have a question uh, for Grandpa, if if you don't mind. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I've been, you say you sketch, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually am looking for a new illustrator for my books. I would love to. If you could show me maybe some samples of your work after after this podcast. Uh, okay. They come you... from the sun. Oh. Liver spots come from the sun? Yes. Okay. Age. A lot of time spent in the sun. Since I'm naked all the time, that makes sense. Yes, that does make sense. That that checks out. That's all I wanted. You can continue. Oh, I'm sorry. I I didn't mean to interrupt. I just no. I literally interrupted. (laughs) Well, it's your show. (laughs) That's true. I can I can stop whoever I want whenever I want. So, Grandpa, how much longer do you think you got on this on this earth? Well, any time between like ten minutes and a couple days. No less than ten minutes, though. No. I'm okay while we're here. Okay. Can't get me here. What do you mean? Who can't get you? Death. So you think you only have a couple days left, Max? You know, I'm 92. I'm slow. That's just how you live. Mm-hmm. That's just how you live your life. That's a good way. Day to day. Yeah. It's a good way to, to look at it. If you could do one last thing before you die, what would it be? If I could do one last thing before I die, I want to go skydiving. You want to go skydiving? Mm-hmm. That would be a really good way to go out. That would be. You could just go without a parachute. I yeah, that's naked with no no parachute, nothing. That'd be interesting. Just flapping in the wind. Do you think? <laughs> you might actually. You have enough loose skin that you might just might just act as a could parachute. act as a parachute. Yeah. Do you think, like you'd you'd want to you'd hope that like if you wanted to like go out by jumping out of a plane that you would. I don't know. I would want to die from hitting the ground, but I feel like a lot of people would die from shock going down. Yeah. I feel um, like that wouldn't be fun. I feel like hitting the ground would be fun. These are great questions, you know, really for children. Like, this is a great topic for children, actually. Yes. Um, How do you want to die? Yes. They should write a book on that. I'm thinking, this has been a very interesting. Hey, Susie, how do you want to go? It's something to think about and plan ahead for. Yeah. Do you want to die in a flood? Do you want to get pushed off a bridge? Death is inevitable. Death so is inevitable. Why not Might make as well make it fun. It fun. Yeah. yeah. So many ways to die, you know. Yeah. So many. That's a good. So many ways to die. Like here's here are all the fun ways you can go. Maybe a how-to guide. Yeah. Well. I don't know. I I'm still workshopping it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Grandpa, I'm gonna buy you skydiving tickets. Okay. But I'm not buying a parachute. Will you come too? Well, I'll buy a parachute for myself. That's fine. That's fine. I, just I think that's included in there. the fee, the skydiving. Well, uh, I'll save money if I specifically say don't give me a parachute. Don't you think? Yeah. Maybe they'll give you a discount. Yeah. Well, I, you, know, you know what? Maybe I don't even need to take buy skydiving tickets. I can just buy a plane ticket, the cheapest plane ticket, <laughs> and just have you jump out the, the emergency hatch. What's the difference? <laughs> There is no difference. If the result is you not wanting to use a parachute, then it doesn't really matter. 
Yeah, I guess that's fair. Mm-hmm. Or, <clears throat> or I could just rent a helicopter. Thank you guys so much for listening <laughs> to the show. This has been a blast. Uh, and yeah, we will be back next week. Where can we find more from you? Uh, you can find it on my Emma on my website, Emma Roberts, not the actress dot com. Mm-hmm. And oh, 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 hey, Moose, how's it going? Hey, Michael, I'll... Michael's back. Yep. Hey, how's it going? Fought the man. Won. Uh, did you? He won. I won. Did, did, did he die? He did. Right. I felt really bad, but good justice had to be served. So, uh, where can people find more from you? I'm on SoundCloud. 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 <laughs> SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud, uh, Bandcamp, Facebook, all that. Just look up Trick Daisy. There's one other Trick Daisy on SoundCloud, but that's not them. me. I'm also on social media. Again, as Emma Roberts, not the actress. Just look it up on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> all, Insta- all of it, Snapchat. Um, when I was looking you up earlier, I when I typed I typed Trick Daisy, and it automatically corrects to Trick Daddy. I know. It happens to me all the time. Yeah. I love it. So we will be back next week. What is this last song called? Mr. Daisy. This last song is called Stalling. Stalling a lot. Um, let me open my iTunes so I can remember what it's called. Oh, this boy. This one's called Moth Flame. Here is Moth Flame by Trick Daisy. We will be back next week with even more fun. Thank you.
Michael Dupree Variety Hour is recorded in WAYN Radio Studio. Please remember to subscribe and review the show on iTunes if you're so inclined. And if you would like to find us on social media, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Michael Dupree VH. The theme song for the Michael Dupree Variety Hour is Don't Weigh Me Down by Broadcast 2000. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Oh,